Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Learning Exchange. On this episode, learning and development trends to watch in 2022. I spend a fair amount of time over uh, any given week digging into research, looking at what the analysts are saying, looking at all the research firms that are out there, reading um, articles written by peer communities. And in general, they all seem to align on five themes that are really emerging as priority for 2022. Um, Many of these themes are not new concepts, and even the ways that we're talking about them may not necessarily be new, but they're here, they're present, and uh, I think they will continue to build in emphasis over the coming months. The five trends that I want to spotlight today are reskilling in service of talent gaps, a focus on the personalization of learning, the conversation around return on investment and alignment with the business, flexibility in learning, and health, wellness, and well-being as a top priority. Now, ultimately, what's new about these things are the fact that executive teams and leaders around the globe are not only now open to these concepts, but in many cases, they're the ones driving the narrative by asking questions. What are we prepared to do in our business to address these things? So what does that mean for us as an L&D community? Well, it means that it's time we start focusing on our own development as professionals so that we can be a true value add in the conversations. It means that we must find a way to start activating one or more of these things at our organizations in an effort to move from talking to action. Now, uh, focusing on our own development is something that not, I don't hear many of the L&D communities talking loudly about our ability to invest in our own development. And this is a topic for a future episode and just ways we can go about that. But Just know the demands are here, and it requires us to invest in ourselves more than we ever have before. So uh, largely what all the trends have in common is a much deeper alignment and connection between the learning and development function and the business. Working really closely with the business to craft integrated strategies that can allow for win-win-win scenarios is now the expectation. A win for the business, a win for employees, and a win for learning and development. So just touching on each of these five trends um, a little bit more, when we get to the topic of reskilling, this topic is certainly not new by any means, nor are most of the things I'm talking about today, but there has been an evolution in the context 
In 2022 and 2023, the focus when we talk about reskilling is not going to be uh, wrapped in reskilling for change, reskilling for sustaining. It's going to be uh, couched in this notion that we are reskilling with a precise aim to focus on the known gaps in talent. Um, short way to say this move over one size fits all training approach and make room for things like skill assessments, talent inventory, and other strategic L&D operational strategies that can anchor the foundation of what you're doing and learning as you go forward. Uh, a tip as it relates to the reskilling conversation, be proactive. Prepare yourself to make recommendations uh, that maybe look like a skill assessment or a talent inventory some mechanism that can help you uncover where you have strengths and where you have opportunities. I find uh, far too often this is the place where uh, many people miss this step, kind of getting into the conversation. And uh, it, can, it can really help you go further faster if you can start with this kind of a strategy. Um, the second trend to talk about is personalization and learning. Uh, this is the new way of the world, whether you like it or not. Everything adapts to me and delivers a personalized experience from my restaurants to my websites, from my social media to my television programming. As a consumer, the options are all around us and really becoming the overwhelming majority in the experience conversation. So what this means is that we as learning and development will begin to feel pressure like never before, to bring personalization through and learning. This may lead many, many companies down an uncomfortable and unfamiliar path, but it's one that is highly recommended to travel down. There's a lot of value. Um, and if you don't do it now, you're going to be forced to do it later. Um, so try to find a path to embracing it. Consider this, uh, how many of you are currently working in an organization that subscribes to a mandate or a push-only approach to training. Oftentimes, this, this mindset is couched in a business environment where resources are very limited and where labor costs are top of mind and being tightly managed. So as a tip, look for ways to create some meaningful interactions with the learning options that you offer. Consider taking a uh, program that might have been built for a one-size-fits-all approach, something like a new hire training, and look for opportunities that can allow your learner to input information that can enable personalization. Um, if your learning tech doesn't support it, then consider engineering it into something like an e-learning course. Um, but providing ways for people to express what they know to better allow them to focus their time spent learning on the stuff they don't know, rather than sitting through a bunch of things that are a necessary evil just because we want everybody to have the same one hour or two hour experience. Uh, trend number three, the return on investment topic or uh, alignment with the business that uh, they go hand in hand. And this is quite possibly one of the oldest conversations in the learning and development community. How do we prove return on investment for what we do? And more importantly, how can we leverage this to enable us to right-size our budgets and our teams? 
um, in 99% of the organizations in the world, uh, I would be willing to state with confidence that right-sizing in terms of learning and development budget and departments means that there's going to be a pretty big increase needed to support the demands and the actual needs of our population. In order to get there, we need to have deeper and more meaningful connections with the business. We need to be plugged in. We need to be viewed as strategic partners so that we can share in where we are looking to understand uh, the impact that we're having. So a tip here, um, look for opportunities to build some strategic relationships with leaders in business units across the entire organization. Even if you can't address all of the needs that you uncover immediately, half the battle is won just by listening and building trust. If you can really identify what matters most for your business leaders, uh, in specific, really understand what metrics they're focused on, what key objectives they're held accountable to, then you can build a more strategic bridge that can lead to a tighter integration of learning and development into the key business objectives, metrics, and ultimately the outcomes. And then we share in those successes uh, because learning is not an afterthought in the strategy or in the oper operationalization motion. Um, learning becomes a very integrated part from the beginning, which means when we see those uh, metrics move in the right direction, uh, it's no longer a stretch to try and, and attach learning as part of that success. Uh, trend number four, flexibility and learning. Uh, this is also a conversation and a topic that's been around for a minute or two. Um, however, in today's business climate, it is quickly moving from a nice to have to a must have on the list of needs that we have to meet for our employees. Um, finding new ways to deliver old information is critical. Uh, finding new ways to deliver new information is critical. Uh, it can be said that there are as many as six generations in the workforce today, and many companies find themselves with a heavy scatter across four of those six generations. This means that we're not going to be able to please everybody, but it also means that delivering for just one of those generations or one of those learning styles is likely to underserve everyone. So a tip that I have here is take some time to really assess your audience and the content that you have. Um, make note of all the delivery formats that you're utilizing. Make note of how long these methods have been used to teach these topics. Uh, it might be helpful to create some sort of a matrix or an inventory as a baseline so you know where you're starting. And then look for ways to introduce different formats and ideas into the mix. You don't have to completely revamp an entire curriculum or even an entire course. Start small. Perhaps look at a classroom-based experience if you have one or more of those happening in your organization and find ways to introduce a few different modalities there. Maybe consider bringing micro-learning into the conversation as an introductory piece maybe using it as a reinforcement piece as you go throughout the content. Um, 
consider all formats, videos, infographics, podcasts, blogs, and even other less traditional learning formats and see what happens. My gut tells me that if you make even one attempt to change some things up and bring new life and new delivery formats into your learning mix, you will only see learning engagement go up, which translates to higher learning transfer and knowledge transfer, which ultimately translates to higher retention, um, higher employee engagement, and happier customers. Uh, when, When your employees are having a great experience and they feel empowered and energized by what they're learning, it just bleeds through. And then the last trend to uh, talk about today, health, wellness, and well-being as a priority. Um, This one, while not brand new, is brand new in the fact that it has now become table stakes on the list of needs and demands for our workforce today. With each generation, we're learning more and more about the needs, about the benefits of being open to these conversations in the workplace. We are being challenged to be bold and to strive for change. Long gone are the days where we sweep the uh, health and wellness topic under the rug or when we remand it to HR where just my benefits team is really the one talking about it. Uh, There are many dimensions and many layers to the broader theme of health and wellness and the amount of content that many businesses might have, whether it's internally built or whether it's bought from a third party, is proving to be very limited. Employees are telling us across the globe, this has to change. They want health and wellness to be a hot topic that is on the table at all times. Um, Physical health, mental health, emotional health, and total well-being All of these topics should have center stage time uh, throughout the course of the year. Uh, Here is a tip on how you might be able to get started or expand whatever you have from a programmatic perspective on this topic. Start with a focus group. Maybe survey your employees to learn what they do and don't know about the general theme of health, wellness, and well-being. In every organization, there are many people who are very passionate about this topic, about a specific part of the topic, and often are a very deep well of knowledge and resources. So look for opportunities to uh, uncover those people who bring a lot of knowledge, a lot of passion about the topic. Uh, channel their interest and their knowledge into a productive project-based assignment. Allow their voices and the voices of your employees to be present in this conversation. It may not be comfortable for many people in the workplace, but the time is now. And you can either jump in proactively or you can be pulled in reactively. One thing will always remain the same. The business of learning and development centers around people. No two people are exactly the same. There will always be something new and interesting to explore when we rely on our business of developing people.